Last Saturday, we were blessed to have a men's day of reflection here at St. John's. We had a visiting priest from Colorado come in, Father Paul Costas. And Father uh, Paul, of course, came and did a beautiful job of, of leading some of the men, some of you here on a day of reflection. He joined us the day before as well for, for school mass, so some, many of our school children are able to get to know him. But it was a couple months ago that I was approached by Bob Burns. Bob, raise your hand. Bob is preparing to become a deacon, so next year at First Holy Communion, hopefully he'll be up here uh, as well. But Bob asked me, he said, hey, Father, can I bring in a priest friend of mine to lead a men's day of reflection? So that sounds great. And I said, hey, does he need a place to stay? He said, yeah, it'd be great if he could stay at the rectory. And I totally forgot about that until a day before Father Paul came. And it was Wednesday evening, and I thought, I got a visitor coming to a place that I live to by myself with a dog. And I have a lot of work to do to prepare a place for the visitor to come. You, so you, sometimes I have some priest buddies come and visit me, and they may spend the night, kind of hang out. It, it's great, but I don't care too much about them, right? I make sure the sheets are cleared and they have a place, you know, whatever, good to go. But when it's a visitor coming I don't know too well, of course, I want to make sure the rectory was ready to go. So I had to, had to vacuum up, you know, because Bogey likes to shed. I had to change the sheets. I had to get rid of the broken chair. I had to do this and this and this. And next thing I know, it's Thursday. Father Paul's coming in, I think, to the rectory at 6.15, and it was ready at 6.14 as he walked through the door preparing that place. Now, I know I'm not the only person that that happens to. Many of the parents are going, Father, you should have seen us this morning. As we're getting ready for First Communion party maybe afterwards and making sure that the house is clean, good luck. I mean, really? The toys are going to be put out in a minute anyways. It's not that big a deal, right? But we still want to make sure that we prepare. We prepare a place, we prepare whatever it is for a guest to come in. Of course, we hear about this word prepare today in the gospel. In this beautiful gospel account from John chapter 14. We've heard this actually gospel the last couple days. It's been very beautiful to reflect on. But what does Jesus say? He says this to the apostles. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? Think about that. God, Jesus, prepares a place for each and every one of us, including you. There is a place prepared in heaven for you. So Jesus continues, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am you also may be. Where I am going you know the way. But then we have Thomas, and I praise God for Thomas because he asks the questions we all want to ask. So Thomas says, Master, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? What does Jesus say? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you also know my Father. Do you know Jesus? Do we know Jesus? Do we know God? It's a very important question. 
And of course, our answer wants to be yes. And by the way, that's why we're here this morning. Not only so we can know God, but that we can also receive him truly present in the Eucharist. Not a piece of bread, not a cup of wine, the body and blood of Christ. And how he wants to what? He wants to dwell inside of us. He wants us to share in his divinity how awesome this is. And of course, when we come to receive the Eucharist, what do we do, by the way? We, too, prepare. For our First Communion students, they've been preparing, some for a year, some for two years, some since after they've been two years old, they've been coming up and going like this, wanting to receive, but today they can finally do that, or they can receive on the tongue. No more of this, but more like this, opening to receive, but they had to prepare. But it's not only a one-time preparation. You see, every single time we go to Mass, what are we called to do? We, too, are called to prepare to receive Jesus Christ. How do we do this, by the way? Well, the church actually prescribes a very formal way, and it's a beautiful way. It's something called fasting. That before we come to receive the Eucharist, we're called to withhold from eating anything or drinking anything other than water for the most part for an hour before receiving the Eucharist. That's why for Mass, we don't give out Bismarck's ahead of time, right? This is why we're not stopping to get an Igg McMuffin, and I know that sounds good. This is why we're not going to Starbucks getting our double latte, caramel manco, whatever it may be, right? Why? Because we say, well, we're called to fast. And is that so we don't, you know, in a certain sense, have something other than just, you know, our stomach available for Christ? In a certain sense, yes. But it's even more a former way of saying, I am preparing to receive the living God. And it's a conscious effort to take that hour really dedicated to the Lord. And by the way, I prescribe not just doing a food fast, but before I go to Mass as well, I often tell people, let's do a media fast. Maybe not looking at Instagram or listening to WCC or KFAN or whatever it is right before we pull into the parking lot. If we're listening to any music, maybe make sure it's religious music. I know a family, by the way, that as they're on their way to Mass, one of the kids reads the readings. How beautiful that is. Now imagine trying to go to Mass and you walk in and you're looking at the twins' score. Now it's not going to happen this morning because we're not playing until later this afternoon, Right? But you walk in, you're looking at your phone, and you're doing emails as you walk into church. Do you think you're going to be distracted? I know I am when I do that. I know I can be. So instead, what are we called to do? We're called to, to fast. We're called to what? Prepare a place for the Lord in our heart. How should we prepare to come to Mass? How should we prepare a place for the Lord in our heart? Of course, we want to make sure that we come here with plenty of time to prepare. So we get here five to ten minutes early, if possible, and I know, I know with young children how hard that may be, but we got to try. We have to try. Why is that? Because we want to make sure that we are prepared for the Lord. Let me use a really silly example. I heard that there's a famous artist coming to town in a month. Her name is Taylor Swift. You ever heard of Taylor Swift before? You have? 
All right, so have my nieces and nephews, and so have all my confirmation kids. They all know all the songs. I heard she's coming to Minnesota. Now, I'd love to say I have tickets for everyone. I don't. But if I did have tickets for everyone, would you show up late to Taylor Swift? You wouldn't show up late to T-Swift? That's a good idea. We wouldn't be late. And who's greater than Taylor Swift? Well, of course, and all the answer to that is God. And so we want to make sure we come preparing and getting ready. Now, if you were to go to Taylor Swift, you'd probably listen to her music ahead of time, all that stuff. I don't know any of it, right? But how can we do that for the Lord? Well, we listen to him and the readings. We spend time praying. We spend time opening up our heart, preparing a way for the Lord so that we may truly be what? A living sanctuary. How beautiful this is. Because when you come and receive Jesus Christ, he's not just called to be a one-time visitor. He wants to dwell inside of each and every one of us. But in order for that to happen, we need to make room for him constantly always opening up our heart, our soul, our mind, our life to him so that he may dwell in us. And in doing so, as he dwells in us, what is he going to do? He's going to reveal himself to us so that we may truly know him. And so that question comes, do you know God? You're going to say, yes, I know God. I receive God. And he's not just a one-time visitor. He is part of my life. And that when I do this, that I know that he is going to do what? He is going to show me the way to eternal life. He's going to show me to a place that he's prepared for each and every one of us, an eternal dwelling place, a sanctuary of life, eternal life. And so for our First Communion students this morning, we praise God for the preparation that you have done, that we know that this is not just a one-time thing. Instead, it's an over and over and over every single Sunday coming to receive him and throughout the week preparing that place for him to dwell and to know that he's inside of you as well. And so we say, Lord, prepare me what? Prepare me to be a sanctuary for you. And there's actually a song that goes like that. I know you're amazed. And it's not a Taylor Swift song, by the way. But it's a song that some of our kids know. And if you know it as well, I encourage you to sing it along. But it's just a beautiful song maybe reflect on before we come and receive the Lord. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true and with thanksgiving I'll be a living sanctuary for you. One more time. Lord, 